Welcome to the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. We are giving you the picks for a Friday to start your weekend on the right track. So I suggest you sit down and listen up. And that's the bottom line because Tanner Kern said so. Grant, are you riding this morning? I'm riding, Tanner. I'm riding with the new intro. I like that. I like the energy on that one. That was aggressive, but it was firm. I like being aggressive and firm and let the people know that they got to listen up because the winners are being delivered here on Ride the Line today. I got the college picks. Grant's got the NBA picks. And again, that's the bottom line because Tanner Kern said so. I'm feeling good this morning. Yeah, you sound authoritative. You sound like you had a good night of sleep. So I had a good night of sleep. I went to the casino last night, had a really good night at the casino. So maybe that helps. I have not walked into a casino in this this specific casino since the game. Remember when George Pickens went off like psycho George Pickens? He had like a 200 yard game after like not catching a pass for the previous four weeks. That was the night that like Jake Browning was supposed to, you know, show up against the Steelers because he had played so well for the three previous weeks. That was the last time I went to the casino with my buddy and we got absolutely reamed in that game. And pretty much every time we had gone to the Mohegan reservation, the we have been spanked by the Mohegans. Not last night, though. Not last night. We we showed up and we we won. We had a hit a parlay. We hit a first half parlay. We hit a full game parlay, and we hit the Bruins on the money line. So really good night. Feeling good. Got to carry that into today though. Were you uh, was it just sports betting? Were you playing any table games? Anything like that? No, I didn't play any table games. The minimums were so high. Like every table was like a hundred bucks. It was it was busy, but it wasn't like too busy. And we really like every fifty dollar table was packed. I didn't really want to play the fifty. There were no twenty fives and everything the rest the only seats that were open are like 100 dollars tables we're like we had a good night of sports we're not doing that yeah i mean if, if you if you did have a good night then like the other night um i don't know maybe it was monday monday tuesday something like that i had four bets down i had already won three of them and at that point you know i just cashed out of the fourth one because i was like I, I did my job today you know what i mean like i'm already in the green why am i gonna risk this when i, I don't need it well, that's what we were saying with the Bruins. So the Bruins went up 3 nothing, And by the way, the Bruins need to figure it out because they they look terrible for the majority of the hockey game after they went up 3 nothing. So they go up 3 nothing, Then um, whoever they were playing, why can't I think of them right now? I'm blanking. They're playing Vegas. So Vegas scores um, two goals. Now it's 3-2. Bruins go up 4-2. And then suddenly in the, the third period, the Vegas ties at 4-4. So now we're like, okay, this game's going to – we're going to lose because if you give up a three-goal lead, you're terrible. And then, like, there was some switch. They played really soft hockey for, like, 12-minute to the six-minute mark. And at the six-minute mark, they actually started playing. They got on a power play. They scored at the end of the power play. And then they held them out for the last two minutes of the game. Awesome game. But, like, we were thinking about cashing out. We were up three goals because we already hit two parlays. We're feeling good. We're like, we're done. But, nope. We stayed in. Worked out. Sometimes it goes like that. I don't like cashing out. I will say that. But at certain points, too, you you do – First of all, you got to recognize when you're beat. And second of all, you just got to recognize when it makes sense. But for the most part, I, I try to avoid cashing out. I do too. And also, we watched the game that we did watch. And this last thing I'll say before we get into the picks. But we watched UMass Lowell versus um, UMass Lowell. We were watching on the iPad. UMass Lowell versus uh, versus Bryant. That is – if you, if you think – like Mac football is bad. You should try watching UMass Lowell versus Bryant. There were kids that were five foot eleven trying to drive on kids that were like six eight, six nine, getting stuffed 
over and over and over again. Didn't care. They kept doing it. They are throwing Hail Mary passes up and down the court. It looks like the little kids that get to go on the court at halftime and play the like <laughs> scrimmage game. Like that's what it that's how bad it looked like. Did you see any of the highlights of Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Yeah, I'm gonna do a video on Kareem today. He he lit it up last night for who's he play for? Saint Indiana State. That's that's Larry Bird's alma mater. That that yeah. can be your that can be your title. The second coming of Larry Bird is here. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. He just looks like the legend of Robbie Avila grows. Now he's <laughs> Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, he's electric, go. man. He's electric. He's got some highlights. No, he does. He can he can ball a little bit. So it's good to see. It's good to it's good to see. Good to see the March Madness guys taking over. Will they make the tournament? Are they Indiana good? Indiana State? I, I have no idea. I don't know what their record is. One second Cause, here. Because if they don't make the tournament, I don't really care about Ravi Avila. The Sycamores. They're good. They 25 and, yeah, 25 and 5. So they, they need to get the they need to get the automatic bid. Uh okay. According to the latest bracketology, they are projected eleven seed. As a tournament champion, though, probably. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I would guess that you're right. Whatever, whatever shit conference, the NBC, whatever conference, the, the Missouri Valley says Missouri Valley. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Missouri Valley is getting one team in the, uh, in the show. Um, it's, okay. Yeah. They have them listed as an auto qualifier. So I, I would assume that means the conference champion. Yep. Yeah. You're not giving two to this, this, this dog water conference. So yeah, the, the legend of Robbie Avila. I'm excited to see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's a great nickname though. I got to say. Yeah, it's great. All right, Grant. Well, we got some picks today and we appreciate you guys watching the last show. Thanks for all the support. Keep sharing, keep liking, keep subscribing, do the same thing you did to that episode, to this episode. And let's get it going. Grant, start in the NBA. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll keep it close to home for you, Tanner. Tanner is a, a Northeastern guy, so I'm going to take the Dallas Mavericks at plus 10 against the Boston Celtics. We were talking about this right before we started recording. Boston is the best team in the league. There's really no argument about that. But are they 10 points better than the Mavericks? You know, Boston is unreal at home. Like, I can't argue that, but 10 points just seems a little steep. Um, and we've seen this Mavericks team look a lot better ever, ever since they made those trades for Daniel Gafford, P.J. Washington. Talked about it um, several times on the on the channel already, so I don't necessarily want to dive back into the numbers. But just know they're top seven in both offense and defense since those trades went down. Granted, they did lose a game to the Cavaliers. They had no business losing. But Max Struess made five threes in the final three minutes, including the second longest buzzer beater in league history. What are you going to do about that? This team has been pretty good. Um, again, both sides getting it done. I will say they are a little bit worse on the road than they are at home. So I can understand why the odds makers might be value them to a certain extent but when you look when you look at what Luca and Kyrie have been doing lately I mean they're just balling out of their minds Luca's averaging 34 points per game believe he shot better than 40 percent from three last month averaging near triple double Kyrie also at about 27 points above 40 percent last month both of these dudes are just elite and they will be put to the test against Boston because Boston's defense is versatile and they can switch throw bodies at you you know if they if they end up with Kristaps Porzingis guarding Luca out on the three-point line hey I mean at least they got some length there they can have Drew Holiday they can have Jason Tatum they can put whoever they want on these guys so it is going to be a good matchup I would probably pick Boston to win this game but I think that Dallas especially Dallas being the best clutch team in the league if you look at overall point differential in clutch situations if this game is even remotely close down the stretch i feel like dallas can keep it within 10 points so yeah i gotta take it at such a big line give me the 10 with with uh dallas 
I'd be on the same side there. Like there's, there is a formula for the Celtics to win this game by 10 points, obviously, but there's really a formula for the Mavericks to win the game outright as well. So um, 10 points just seems like a few too many coming into this game. Celtics are the best team in the NBA. As you said, they're very good at home, but I just, it's, it's way too many points. Like I could see six and a half. Can't see 10, like 10 is a pregame line. It's pretty disrespectful. I think we're going to see this line move back towards the, the Mavericks too. Yeah, and I just wanted to check what um I wanted to check how Boston had been doing as a, as a against the spread because obviously they're really good, but when you're really good, you got to cover large lines. 16 and 14 against the spread as a home favorite, and Dallas 6 and 7 as a road dog. So, one team just above 500, one team just below 500. Don't really you don't really find much separation between those. So, yeah, I, I would stay with Dallas. Definitely. Grant Ladder Challenge day 2 today. Ladder Challenge day 2. Is this day two, part two now? Day two, part two. Yep. So, you know, you make a couple mistakes. It just comes back to bite you. Like, I feel like I could be on day four pretty realistically right now, but I feel really good about day two. Um, One of the picks is going to be Cornell on the money line. I'm playing them minus four and a half, though, as well here against the Penn Quakers. Penn is not a good basketball team. They're 10 and 16. They're two and nine in the Ivy League. They haven't found ways to win. Cornell 20 and five, nine and two in the conference. And they beat them, I believe, by 17 points last time. And you're getting them minus four and a half. Again, the road environment, like the Ivy League students, they're studying right now. They're on they're they're not going to basketball games. They're they are studying. It's not like UMass Lowell. UMass Lowell had a, a hostile road environment. There were probably 20 drunk frat boys there that literally caused Bryant to get like six technical fouls. It was awesome. But you're not getting that in the Ivy League here. Friday night game, kids are studying. So um, look for Cornell to come out and dominate this game. They're scoring 10 points more per game. Same on defense. They're shooting 5% better from the field. They're almost a 50% team um, from the field, which is pretty remarkable. Better assist team, better passes, more havoc on defense. They got to watch for Cornell. Chris Mannion, he's been very good. Senior uh, guard, six foot five. He had 18 points last time out against Penn and shot 53% from the field. I think he's going to do that again tonight, find a way to win. Cornell's a very well-rounded team. We're going to see that tonight. Yeah, Cornell's 20-5 and five on the year, whereas Penn is 10-16, and 16, lost nine of their last 10 games. Cornell ranked 108th on Ken Palm. Penn is 215. That, that you know, I don't need to look at a whole lot else. That tells me the story very clearly. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to act like I'm an expert in either one of these teams, but just from what I've done with some very basic research, I certainly see why you would be going with uh, – Cornell there. I don't know about the points. Again, not intimately familiar with these teams, but as far as your ladder challenge goes, I don't see how they would lose this game. This is the second leg of the ladder challenge. First leg, you got to go to the TikTok to see it. But anyways, Grant. <laughs> Good give promo. Me, give me pick two, yeah. Tanner Kern on TikTok. <laughs> um, my second pick here, I'm going to take the Milwaukee Bucks at minus three and a half against the Chicago Bulls. So even though Milwaukee is only seven and seven under Doc Rivers, um, they've shown a lot of improvement on the defensive side of the basketball. I believe they allow the sixth fewest points per 100 possessions. Now, as I say that, their offense hasn't been great. They're only 18th in offensive efficiency under Doc. Um, but with that being said, you know, you've got the defense figured out and you would you would rather have offensive issues if you, if you were going to pick because you have Dame Lillard, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo. If it all breaks down, like they can just go out there and give you 50 if they need to. Um, so that's something that you can't overcome. It was the defense that was really a concern going into the postseason. They figured that out and they seem to have it under control. So that's certainly something to look at. If you look at some of the usual selling points for Chicago when they had that midseason surge, they were lights out from three 
Kobe White, uh, Ayo Desumu really leading the charge there. They went down to 26th in three-point percentage during the month of February, barely above 34%. Um, Chicago was also an elite rebounding team. They were the best rebounding team in the whole league in February. That said, Milwaukee's still inside the top 10, um, so they can compete with them there. And again, they've got the defense going for them. Going against the Bucks or a Bulls team that does play a very slow, deliberate pace. So as long as you can stay in front of them, you should be all right. I will say Chicago has been much better as far as spread betting goes. Um, they are 54% against the spread, 67% as a home underdog. Um, that being said, though, Milwaukee 60% with a rest disadvantage. So I don't think they're going to mind being on the second night of a back-to-back. And also, you can't look at the season as a whole with Milwaukee. You know, the expectations were through the roof when the year started. Didn't really work out. They make the coaching change, and you're starting to see the best start to come out of them. Won four straight games, looking for five straight here. Um, these games have been close over the series as a whole, the season series. Milwaukee won one by nine, one by four, and Chicago once by three. Two of the games did go to overtime, so wouldn't surprise me if this game is close, but I think the Bucks can pull it out in the end. Yeah, they're, they're 4-0 since the All-Star break, right? Yep, they are. Yeah, so I mean, they're they're finding ways to win. I do like the pick. I think they're starting to figure out under Doc Rivers. Not saying it's going to lead to uh, NBA championship this year, but tonight I like him. Grant's good play. Thank you. I was a little. I I still am a little bit concerned again, just because the Bulls like. It's, it's something about those teams that play those slow styles. Like you see with the Houston Rockets a lot, they just hang tough with teams. They really have no business beating, but they just stick around. But I, again, I, I just think if you're going to have a problem and it's going to be offense, you got Damon Giannis. You can figure that one out. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be a good night for the Bucks. I think they moved to 5-0 and since the All-Star break. So moving into our final pick here in college basketball, we have the Dayton Flyers going on the road to face the Loyola Chicago Ramblers. Is Sister Jean still alive? I um, she, I, she, she was like a few months ago, I think. Let's see. Is Sister Jean? I want to see how old Sister Jean is. Um, Sister Jean will be in attendance tonight. She's 104. My 104. God. My God. Wow. Well, we're gonna we're gonna put an end to Sister Jean tonight when the Dayton Flyers. <laughs> well, okay. Hey, 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 well, you gotta clarify. What do you mean you're gonna put an end to Sister Jean? <laughs> we're gonna put an end to her team tonight. All right. When the there Dayton Flyers walk <laughs> in to Sister Jean <laughs> to Loyola Chicago and beat them. Um, the Atlantic Ten is gonna get two bids to the NCAA tournament: one at large, one championship. Loyal Chicago is the odd man out right now between Dayton and Richmond. So that's something to look at here. I think Dayton's going to come in and make a statement in this game. 21st ranked team in the country. Um, tough environment. Loyal's really good on defense. They struggle a lot on offense. Dayton's a little bit more of a well-rounded team. They are really good on offense. I believe 18th in Ken Palm, 20, 18th in adjusted offensive efficiency in Ken Palm, 25th overall, I believe, or 24th. Um, they've looked really good this season. Deron Holmes, legitimate NBA prospect for them. 20 points per game 55 uh, percent from the field he's been fantastic overall and just looking at this game I do think it's going to come down to the wire here but when Dayton goes on their offensive runs I don't trust loyal Chicago to answer them they have one loss at home in the conference this year it was to Richmond a superior Richmond team Dayton is a superior team I think they make it two losses at home tonight and Dayton gets the job done yeah, they, uh, Loyal, excuse me, was on a nice win streak there. I believe it was six in a row. They did lose their last time out to St. Bonaventure, lost by 15, so they can be beaten. Looking at Ken Palm, and, you know, I've, I've, I hate mentioning Ken Palm like every college basketball pick, but Ken Palm is literally just so good that you're kind of 
making a fool of yourself if you don't at least consult it. Dayton's like 25th, Loyola's ranked 97th. So yeah, Dayton firmly has the advantage in this one. I think as far as just raw money line picks, I, I like your picks. I think this could be moving on to day three of the ladder challenge. Well, so this one's not, I, w- I wouldn't do this one for the ladder challenge again, if you want the, the first leg of ladder challenge. I, I was thinking oh. about it. No, this is not ladder challenge pick. My other ladder challenge pick, I like Cornell and then I'll get it right here. I can't. Think it's on it. the TikTok. I, I get it. You can't spoil no, I'll, it. I'll give it to the people. I mean, I'm for the people. I mean, the people. I'll give it to them. So it is the other one. I got to look here. I almost forgot. Got your own picks. Appalachian State. Okay. That's the 630. The miners. The App the State. Miners, miners. Yep. Um, all they do in West Virginia is drink and play basketball right now. So we're feeling pretty good about them. Um, Dayton versus Loyola, though, Dayton minus one half. Because I could have gone Dayton minus 120 and then taken like a super heavy favorite. This is a tough spot, though. Again, I don't love playing ranked teams on the road against unranked. Like, I, it's not my favorite spot to bet. I do it a lot, but it's not my favorite for sure. And this is one. So I wouldn't put in the ladder challenge, but I think I'm still moving to day three in the ladder challenge. Feel really good about today. Are you allowed to put alternate spreads in your ladder challenge? Can you just do anything you yeah. want? No, however you get, however you can make a a plus a plus one hundred ish parlay to get to the next day. I'm seeing people do it with under plus one hundred part, like because again, if you take minus one ten every day and you flip it over, you're still probably going to be over ten thousand, I imagine. Yeah. Um, because if you do like plus one hundred every day, it's like comes out to like ten thousand three hundred or ten thousand four hundred. Right. Yeah, I was just wondering if you could take Dayton at like plus five and a half, plus six and a half, if you wanted to. Yeah, I, I probably could. Um, but again, that's going to be so like. The way FanDuel at least does their alternate spreads, it's like you have like different tiers of them. So it's not like football where you can adjust it yourself. You know, like it's not like every number. It's like, okay, well, if they're minus one and a half, the first alternate spreads three and a half. The second one's six and a half. The third one's nine and a half. So you don't get like to pick. Yeah, they do want. that. They do that with college for some reason. I don't quite know why. No, NBA, yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want. But college, it's probably because there's just so many games. It's like hard to hard to post lines. I, it'll be interesting to see how they do it in the NCAA tournament. I would imagine it's going to be more robust. Like we saw yeah. it with the Super Bowl, like every market you've ever seen and then some was available. So yeah, I think in March Madness, you're going to see as many as they have. Definitely. All right, Grant, well, that was another Ride the Line show. Why don't you take us out of here today? Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you all enjoy your weekends. Before you do get out of here, drop some comments. Let Tanner and I know what and who you will be betting on this weekend. Like the video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to the channel so you never miss out on future episodes of Ride the Line. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you all next week.